Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Blondest Podcast. We're so excited because Dr. Hitchcock is still here with us. He's not sick of us yet. <laughs> Never. Blondest. I just realized, why is it the blondest? You guess. Well, you're blonde, but I wouldn't say you're the blondest. Not anymore. I used to be, but <laughs> see how the, it's like the blonde esthetician. Ah, okay. Get it? See, it's supposed to be like a play on words. Thank you. That's clever. I've heard you say something like esty besties or whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. All kind, I say all kinds of shit all the time. <laughs> she used to be bleach I used blonde. to be bleach blonde. Never been there. <laughs> no. And then I had my son and he stole all my blonde hair. So then my hair started to get dark. And then I was like... Too much time in the salon. I was like, I'm trying to minimize my life, you know? Your hair is perfect the way it is. Yeah. That's yeah. good now. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's she reverse aged. Yeah. Maybe you reverse you look aged? No, yeah. But like, no, like going to this more Color? natural, mm-hmm. it made her look so much younger. It's true. Um, white blonde hair can actually make you look older. Yeah, right. I looked like a granny. She did. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, she, yeah. she did. Well, did you tell her? No. No. So I didn't she, realize. I that's didn't, not a good friend. I didn't he wasn't realize. a good friend to me. <laughs> I know. She always says that. He knows now. Yeah, about everything. So you have to tell us Biojuve because yes. you told us last time how we got the Zygrobe name. Yes. So tell us a Biojuve. How's that name? How did you get that name? Um, that's one I can't take credit for because I actually hated it. Um, <laughs> uh, but it had to grow on. You. Yeah. So I, you know, when when we were trying to decide the name of the product, uh, you know, there was a lot of names being thrown around. Because it was Zycrobe Technology first. It, it still is Zycrobe Technology. That's like the parent company? Well, Zycrobe was where the company that I sold, that was my company I started, and I yeah. sold that to Crown. Yeah. And so they absorbed that and all the IP, so they own the, the Zycrobe trademark and everything. And so Zycrobe Technology is the, like the ingredient inside yeah, of bio instead of the name of the Exactly. Product. But I actually wanted to call it Zycrobe. Um, and we did market testing and found that Zycrobe, actually of all the names that we were considering, was the most memorable. But 50% of people said it was memorable because it was scary. Because oh. <laughs> they were thinking it's like a, a, like, a like android a or a robot yeah. that's going to take over. And they're like, what the hell is a Zycro? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And, like a Cyclops. Yeah, but it was memorable, right? And yeah. so I, my argument was, well, that's like Botox. I mean, they have toxin in the name. And so at first people were scared of it. But now it's iconic because it's yeah. memorable. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, I, I... You fought your fight. I fought my fight. And it really wasn't something that I... I, I just wanted to get it on the market, frankly. Yeah, you're like, whatever. I and, know it works call it what you want to call it yeah and so uh the brand manager at the time she we had a focus group and um she came up with this term biojuvenation which is like a nonsensical term yeah um and i hated it because i'm like what does that even mean yeah Uh, and she's like well it's it's a mixture of biology and rejuvenation i'm like that could describe any number of things Mm -hmm. yeah and she's like because they wanted to trademark this and so i said you know what anytime i speak what it means is biome Mediated rejuvenation. Yeah. And even though I didn't come up with it, that's what I say because um, biojuvenation itself is meaningless unless it stands for that. Yeah. Because if it's biomediated, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I took it as. Well, that's now what it means because I'm saying it, but um, that's not what it came from. It came because a physician in one of our uh, advisory boards basically said, oh, I love biojuvenation. You should call it biojuve or something like that. Or I don't know if she said it or it was one of the... But basically because she liked it, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And I was like, I hate it. Um, but, you know, the thing was we had to choose a name. name. Yeah, yeah and, and it's hard to trademark. You have to get something that nobody else has. Yeah, well, nobody has Zycro, but Biojuve was one that nobody had. And it's grown on me for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but most of it was, 
you know, you got to remember, I've been doing this for years and this was something like you, when you started your business, I was in the same place at a certain point where I put everything I had on the line and not just money wise, but like my life. Yeah. Like 24 seven. That's what I told my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. I was like, um, you're last on the totem pole. (laughs) I was like, if you want to stick around, great. But like, sorry. Well, that's the thing. The life of an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. No. Um, and I don't know if I could do it again at my age now because, um, it was taxing. It takes years off of you. You mature very quickly. And that's why I think a lot of people, they think I'm a lot older than I am. Like I have clients that are like, I thought you were like turning 35 this year. And it's like flattering that you don't look it. Like, I'm not saying you look it, but I think definitely like just, it matures you very quick when you're young and you get into business. Like you just. Oh yeah. It sobers you up because you realize that it's not all glamorous, like Mm -hmm. they make it look like in the TV shows. And it's the same as like ER, you know, being a physician is not glamorous. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) No, it's not. There's a lot of paperwork that's super boring. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing as a scientist. Like if people actually go into a lab where they're doing scientific experiments, doing those experiments are some of the most mundane monkey work type of thing that you're ever, Mm -hmm. it's like you're pipetting little aliquots of stuff. So that's why when you, when you raise up in the ranks, you, you have grad students and stuff that you have Push do that all that too, because yeah. you don't, you do not want to be doing that. It's time sink. Yeah. Some people like it. I, I just never did. It's, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's cool to know because you have to understand it. Yeah. But um, anyway, we got off, off of uh, I love it. the Biojuve. I could talk to you all day. But that's what, that's where Biojuve comes from, um, the name. And so, and then the Bioessentials was again, the same person uh, coined that to, um, market the stuff that is being secreted because even though I wanted people to know the names of the rocks pee and the propionic acid and stuff, they're like, nobody's going to know how to say any of that. Or so yeah. they, they're just trying to make like simplify it. And, and they're right. It's, it's like we were ta- saying before the consumer has to have something that's bite-sized that mm-hmm. is easily grasped. I get it, but we were selling to physicians mm-hmm. and I felt like physicians should want to know and should know a it. little bit more than yeah. bioessentials. They should know exactly what those are. Yeah. Some yeah. of them we don't know yet. We're still characterizing some of the stuff. Yeah. But um, so it, all in all, it became a good story because it w- became easy for the consumer to be to consume. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like for me, for my clients, it's if I told them all of the stuff that we've talked about, they would be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go home. That's very confusing. Yeah. And you know? I, I, and throughout the whole launch and everything, I've constantly been told I'm being way too scientific, but part I of, love it. part of my reason I do that is because a, it is scientific, it is scientific, <laughs> yeah. but B, I want people to know that it's not bullshit, that yeah. there's something behind it. And that's the same thing I've done with microneedling throughout the years is back when we started, um, Bellis medical in 2012, 13, um, you know, we started with like a toy, basically, that mm-hmm. they we got, it was a white labeled thing. And we designed from the ground up a new device mm-hmm. um, because we realized that there was nothing in the market that was actually doing legitimate medical device yeah. uh, microneedling. And so when we did that, I would go around and Angela McDonald, who's uh, VP of education at Crown, I would go around the country and the world actually and lecture about microneedling from the highest level possible that people could see there's actually something behind it mm-hmm. um, and that there's more to it. And there's a reason why we don't recommend putting topicals on afterwards immediately and stuff. So, and then she would come and boil it down to the yeah. bite-sized stuff. And yeah. so I've had to become better at, you know, being more consumer friendly when it comes to uh, the way I speak. But on these types of um, outlets, I want to 
make sure everybody knows there's a lot of substance to this. Yeah. It's not just fluff. And I, that's important in our industry because there is a lot of fluff. Yeah, exactly. Like we talked about last week, it's so important to make sure you have the clinical data to support it. And that's why I love BioJuice so much and love you because, and I know you said you like me, but I love you. <laughs> and it's because you, you do have that science and you understand it and you, I mean, created it. So it's just so interesting how it works in the skin. And I mean, people are already obsessed with it. Like since we've been here, we were just talking, like we've had so many inquiries. I'm scared for my girls next week to ship. You might have to come help us ship it out. <laughs> have well, you ever shipped a package? I I have people that help me with that. <laughs> you <laughs> we, and Tyke can come help. Oh, Tyke would love to. Uh, he'll sniff everything to make sure it's yeah, okay. Yeah, no drugs. <laughs> no drugs, drug yeah. <laughs> so speaking of like clinical studies, what did you guys see? throughout your clinical studies? So we've done four at this point, um, maybe even five. I'm trying to think. Yeah, we've done at least four. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was published back in November, and that was the kind of the pivotal one where we basically just looked at the biojuve regimen by itself. And then we just published or submitted for publication a second one uh, a couple of weeks ago. It should be in, uh, hopefully issued in the next couple of weeks where we actually looked at combining uh, microneedling with uh, use of biojuve, not during the needling treatment, but throughout the series uh, as mm-hmm. their daily topical regimen. And um, both of them, we saw basically stuff that made our jaws drop, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to, uh, I, I, I mentioned James Layden on the last, yeah. uh, last week, and uh, he's like the grandfather of dermatology and he's seen everything. I mean, he's retired now, but wow. you know, he's seen pretty much everything. He was on our podcast last year and he mentioned that when he saw the results on biojuve, he's never seen anything topically that could do that type of, other than one really strong retinoid that mm-hmm. he mentioned that's no longer on the market. Um, and he said, other than that, he's never seen anything wow. topically could do it. And we were a little bit taken back, taken aback as well, because you don't want, when the first thing that I do when I see clinical studies that claim to have all this benefit is I think, okay, they're full of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way that something can do that yeah. many things. Yeah. Um, but, when we put together, that's why we wrote the publication initially the way we did is that we had all the science in the lab up front and then we had the clinical in the back to show that they both agree with each other Mm -hmm. because that way you can see there's a reason why you saw those effects. So if we show that there's a huge um, anti-inflammatory, a reduction in inflammatory markers in the cell cultures, then we can say clinically it makes sense that if you have less inflammation, you have less redness. Mm -hmm. You have less inflammation less inflammation, you have less edema, which weighs tissue down. So that's why it looks like it's tightening when it's actually not. It's just not drooping yeah. because it's not as heavy. Yeah. You see less of the pores and the texture because the edema is gone, the swelling is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't realize how chronically inflamed we can be yeah. until it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we say that it looks like it's doing all these things. All we are doing it's just making the skin healthier yeah. and we're getting all those benefits because now our skin is healthy. Healthy. It's yeah. actually in symbiosis again. Kind of like when you like, you know, I guess would say you work out, like your mental health's better. Your yeah. skin looks better. Like everything's a little bit better, but yeah. you didn't, you know, it was exactly. just all from one thing was yeah. working out. Getting a healthy diet yeah. can do the same thing. It'll help wow. to recompose your body if you, if you do it the right way. And so, amazing. so that was kind of what we observed and we were seeing like, uh, of course, like things like the um, propionic acid that we talked about that is a tyrosinase inhibitor that is mm-hmm. just as potent as vitamin C. Yeah. But the fact is it's being produced even at the levels where the melanocytes are in the follicle. Yeah. So it's actually crazy. being, and one of the other things that's really crazy is, 
uh, the, the the sexy thing right now in dermatology is exosomes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out bacteria secrete their own version of exosomes. Wow. And it turns out that there was a publication that just talked about um, the different strains of C. acne and uh-huh. how the exosomes of the healthy strains actually can modulate things like sebaceous gland secretions. Wow. And so another reason why we see reductions in melanin production um, and things uh, in people that had melasma and such in the study was because not just because of the tyrosinase inhibition by the propionic acid, but also because these exosomes that these zygrobes were putting out actually can cause uh, or uh, assist with reducing the sebum. So we thought that it wasn't really reducing the sebum, it was just digesting it. But it's both. It's actually reducing the sebum and so digestion. static? Not static. Just it's just make it's modulating. Okay. Um, because it, remember, it's all about balance, mm-hmm. right? So you don't want too much, mm-hmm. and that's why in um, acneic uh, individuals, they may have the strains that are producing too much oil. Yeah. The, 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 the C acnes are causing the oil glands to produce too much oil. Mm-hmm. So that that's another reason why it's the right strain, but it's also mm-hmm. the right environment. Yeah. in order to have the healthy skin. Yeah. So would this do any um, cell turnover? Would it help with any of, you know, the keratolytic aspects of the skin? Or would you still need to exfoliate? Or do you think it's like doing its own thing in the pore well, and in the skin? It's doing its own thing because remember, it's not just in the pore. It's about 20% of it lives mm-hmm. on the surface because our body doesn't like suck things in. It actually pushes things out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the oil glands are constantly pushing C. acnes out onto the surface. And so it keeps dividing in the follicle, mm-hmm. but then it pushes it out onto the surface. And so it spills out onto the surface, but it doesn't like oxygen. Mm-hmm. So then it starts producing lots of antioxidants and mm-hmm. it helps us in turn by for like Fighting UV radiation. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, that benefits us. But some of the stuff that we're observing is that it actually modulates because um, we were just talking, I think, off yeah. air about, I just read a publication. It's actually not a new publication. It's from 2021, but I, it's new to me because I had just read it, where it shows that um, the uh, staph epidermidis, which people mm-hmm. think is commensal on the skin, certain strains of it can produce this enzyme that's a protease. Mm-hmm. And what a protease is, is it digests proteins. Mm-hmm. And what most people don't realize is that our body has a, a natural function of when we push the keratinocytes up, they become squished and then they become mummified. Mm-hmm. And that's what the stratum corneum is. Yeah. Um, but those are not just simply dead cells. They're actually connected by little uh, tethers to mm-hmm. each other in a, in a lattice fashion. Yeah. Um, and so it, once they get to the end of that, um, the that tether gets eaten away and then it falls off. It, yeah. it desquames. But the, the, the thing is, some of the things like the proteases in the skin from Staph epidermidis are meant to help that. Yeah. Problem is, when they're left unchecked, they become too active mm-hmm. and they do too much of that. And then you end up with impaired barrier. Mm-hmm. And then you get things like eczema. Mm-hmm. And so the C. acnes, by controlling the amount of Staph epidermidis and also lowering the pH because the enzyme is less active mm-hmm. when the pH is low then it basically is allowing the body to do the desquamation mm-hmm. in the process that it's naturally meant to do. Wow. So I don't do exfoliation and I don't recommend exfoliation personally um, other than like with, a, I saw you on your thing with your cloth. Yeah. That's the that's the type of exfoliation okay. you should be doing. Nice. I think dermabrasion, stuff like that. Yeah. No bueno. Yeah. I don't like cleansing devices or like bristle brushes. Mm-hmm. Or sucking vacuums. And yeah. Stuff, no. no, not a fan. Nope. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so I know Tyler's million-dollar question, which I think we talked about it off-air, but I think this is what a lot of people were in my DMs wanting to know. Mm -hmm. I'm, let's say, I'm them. 
so I'm acne prone. I use benzoyl peroxide every day. Can I still use BioJuve? Is it going to be even beneficial for me? Do I have to stop my benzoyl peroxide? Can I do them together? What can I do? So, I mean, this is something that we could spend probably three hours just talking about this. And so I'm going to try to boil it down to the most salient points, which is what is when we realize what benzoyl peroxide is, Mm -hmm. um, it's a very valuable molecule, but why? Why is it valuable? What is it doing? So it basically is uh, causing oxidative damage. It's producing mm-hmm. oxidation. Which is why a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, because... It has that like a bad also, rep. It them. also hurts you, your skin, because it can be irritating because oxidative damages causes DNA damage and such. And so you don't want a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to balance, right? Because you also don't want too many antioxidants. Yeah. Because then you have what's called reductive damage, which is the opposite. Yeah. Because you have oxidation reduction and you have to have a balance. Yeah. It's part of the whole cell respiration thing. And so um, when you put the benzoyl peroxide on, it acts by attacking, the free radicals attack the microbes, it also attacks your skin. So the thing is, it's not necessarily something you want to do chronically, mm-hmm. but it's a great way to reset because yeah. what we have observed, and there's many studies that have looked at this, and some of them disagree with each other, but overall it looks like the fact is that when you use something like benzoyl peroxide or a hypochlorous acid or something, it will reduce the bur- the bio burden is what we call it, the overall amounts of microbes mm-hmm. on the skin, but it doesn't really change the ratios mm-hmm. and they'll eventually come back. Yeah. So they bounce back pretty quickly. It takes it takes change of habits to actually change the ratios of the microbes or introducing other microbes. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it to where benzoyl peroxide and similar types of treatments are a very good way to springboard into something like biojuve mm-hmm. to help to actually then curate. So mm-hmm. if you've just reduced the bio burden, you can now curate um, the microbes that you're putting on your skin. So um, one of the things that we're also learning is that it looks like there's a lot more um, involvement of a fungus uh, genus called Malassezia in acne. It, it's, it's, it may be pretty, but it actually can, you know, do quite a few things on our skin. So if, if you see the people that have the, um, the patches of like hypo uh, pigmentation... Yes. Um, there's something, there's a strain of Malassezia called Taneus uh, Versicolor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and yeah. it basically uh, creates azelaic acid and and so then it can bleach the skin. And wow. so um, and people want to do that. Other people use that for bleaching of the skin, but this happens only where the, the fungus is. Wow. And so Malassezia actually has been implicated in, a, in some acne as well, and a lot of acne, actually. I think it's actually more, in my opinion, and I believe that this will probably be uh, something that we'll see in the you future. You heard it here first. Um, I think Malassezia has more to do than C. acnes does with wow. acne. Um, and what we found uh, in our research, as well as others people have found in their research, is that the probionic acid that, um, that uh, C. acnes produces actually is a mycostatic, which oh. pr- makes it to where it doesn't kill the, the fungus, but it keeps it from overpopulation. Mm-hmm. It also stops biofilm formation by things like Staph aureus. Mm-hmm. And so um, this has been where we're starting to see why, in, in my book uh, that uh, I gave you, yes. um, uh, one of the chapters is the most important microbiome, uh, microbe in the body, or I can't, maybe that's not the right Something like that, yeah. (laughs) I'll figure it out. But that one, it's a chapter specifically about C. acnes and how I believe 
it is the most important microbe in the human body, at yeah. least on the skin. Yeah. And because it basically is the police. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have the right strain of the C. acnes, you're going to have, I actually start calling it C. defendants. But um, if you have the right strain, you're basically going to help to balance out all these other systems. Mm -hmm. And it's why we saw the effects that we did in the yeah. clinical study. Because you're, mm -hmm. you're just balancing everything out. So would the benzyl peroxide and the hypochlorous acid kill the zygrobes? Or do we know if it's killing all... Because it says what they claim with hypochlorous acids it, is it's just killing the bad bacteria. So do yeah. you think, you know, for people that are already using that, is it going to affect... I know it's we probably should do a lot of research, but from your personal opinion, do you think it's going to affect the zygrobes? Yes. Yeah. Um, so... I would love to see the people making the claims of hypochlorous acid doesn't affect good bacteria mm -hmm. or good microbes because yeah. I was not aware of that and I am happy to be educated. Yeah. Like the thing is if somebody can show me the, the, the data that says that because the data that I've been exposed to show that P. acnes is severely affected mm -hmm. or C. acnes is severely affected by hypochlorous acid such, and so is the Staphylococcus species. And of course, yes, we want to get some of that under control. Yeah. So um, there's nothing to say that a little bit um, at certain times is not a, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. But uh, I think we have to do it with intention mm -hmm. and know exactly why we're doing it when we're doing it. So something like hypochlorous is uh, water soluble. So yeah. if we have a nice base of of a lipid barrier, mm -hmm. then it shouldn't penetrate the zygrobes underneath that lipid because mm -hmm. water and oil don't. They're just care. killing like the surface, surface like pollution throughout the day. Yeah, and that's that's not going to so hurt people, your zygrobes. So that's I think what people want to know is like, can I use my hypochlorous acid spray when I'm using BioJuve? Yes, I just would wait till your BioJuve sets in. Yeah, and then I would do it Perfect. later. Okay. So if you were to and don't rub it in, don't yeah. rub your no, no, mist in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, if you were to continue using. Like, I guess my question is, how long does the biojuve need to be on the skin and in the skin for it mm -hmm. to start being effective? Well, in the clinical studies, we saw changes in as early as a week. Okay. That was the first time point that we checked. Mm -hmm. um, some people have seen it even sooner. That, Of course, that's all anecdotal. They'll, they'll text me on Instagram yeah. or something and say, it's been three days and I see a difference. And I'm like, probably some of that's a little bit... Of just the glow. Yeah. 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 It's just uh, probably because you're just, you know what do you call it? The placebo or yeah. whatever. But uh, it could be. And um, the, the the thing is some people react to it well and some people um, can also have a purging type of reaction because yes. they've come off a very strong this, that, and the other thing. And yeah. mm -hmm. it's one of the things where I say, if you are, if your skin is addicted to something, you need to wean off of it just like you would off of a drug or sugar or whatever. Mm -hmm. My skin is addicted to benzoyl peroxide. Well, that, <laughs> well, probably if you're using it every day, what are you using? 10% benzoyl. 5%. Oh, five. Five. So you're not using Pinoxyl? No, no he's using base reality. It's just a benzoyl I don't know that company. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, BPO is, um, it's very regulated because it's an OTC monograph. Mm -hmm. And so typically companies that make it, it's pretty reliable that it's, mm -hmm. um, some people are putting it in more lipid basis because yeah. it can be less irritating. Like encapsulated like time release. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, if it's doing right by your skin, then it's great. But if you're addicted to it, the real question is, maybe you just need to get rid of your dysbiosis. Yeah, I think see. it's the only thing that, really has helped my skin. I think that's why, like, because I 
tried everything he trauma, underneath the sun. He had really bad acne. Yeah, so like, I think that's his horrible fear. cystic acne. Well, as long as so, you, it's just. I would say as long as you're putting something else on to kind of counteract all the oxidative damage, you should be okay. Yeah. But long term, I would say you know something like a BioJuve would be useful for you to see whether or not you can reset um, the, the microbes. We, now we don't know how early completely um, what we call in grafts, which mm -hmm. is basically becoming part of your microbiome. But yeah. we have the we haven't published it yet, but we have data that shows that at the eight week mark after use, there's complete engraftment. And the further down we, we assayed, the more engraftment we saw. So that means it's getting mm -hmm. down yeah. all the way where it's supposed to. Uh, we also saw a huge reduction of melesthesia, which mm -hmm. is that fungus that we talked about. And melesthesia. So, melesthesia. Melesthesia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I want a seizia. Yeah, kind of. That's how, how I had to learn stuff in school. I always have to no, like... No, mnemonic make... devices are very useful. Malassezia. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't have that knack for... I, I just remember it. That's yeah. how I remember like tetramethylhexadecimal succinyl cysteine. Like that's how I do it. As I have to like... <laughs> I love serious. learning big words. It's like my favorite thing, but that's how I have to do it. It's like so phenotic. you are a sesquipedalian? Yeah, I guess. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means a person prone to use large words. Yeah, I like to do it. Only the when ones it comes I know, to skincare. When it's skincare. Outside Other than that, skincare, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so if he was to use benzyl peroxide so in a biojuve, like, how would he do it? Bi like biojuve in the morning, benzyl at night, Since and then he do you only think the biojuve? No, you would want to use the benzyl. And then uh, biojuve on top. And biojuve on top, yeah. And so the one thing is you have to rinse it off extremely well because that free radical is going to, Anything that's residual is going to kill microbes. Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, and plus the lipid in the biojuve is going to be super um, calming to mm -hmm. post benzoed mm -hmm. skin. Yeah. So I would say, I like that benzoed. Skin. Yeah, I would say start <laughs> putting. I would say only use when. How, hopefully, you only use it once a day, right? Yeah. Well, at night. Okay. Yeah. So at night, use it, but make sure you rinse your face off very well. I would say probably use the conditioning cleanse after yeah. it. Just so that you could basically try to get as much of that BPO off. So don't sleep in it. In he's the BPO? Usually, yeah, he sleeps in it. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, I sleep. In no, so it's 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 you, a cream. It's a leave on. Yeah, it's a yeah, leave on. Okay, you it can is. you can buy a so uh, a wash um, that's gonna you use five percent. You said mm -hmm. there's five percent washes, and frankly, the benefit um, from uh, benzoyl peroxide occurs like within a couple minutes. Mm. You don't need to be exposing your skin for that's really a whole night. Wow. And so you can just put it on, leave it on for a minute, and then wash it off, mm -hmm. and then wash with the cleanser, and then put on the the live biome support. Mm -hmm. um, and that one will. Um, and you can still use your retinoic acid with it because you use your actives, and then you can do your biojuve on top at night. Like a lot of people are doing, like their alpharet, and then doing that. So you use retinoid as well as BPO. Mm -hmm. My my skin. This man over here. <laughs> Does I'm his worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your skin, so you got to do what's right yeah, for you. Uh, my skin can tolerate yeah, it you're really still well. Breaking out, so maybe you should well, be that's... trying something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I break out. I think a lot due to user error. I mean, like when I worked for you, my skin was perfect the whole time. Yeah, because I was true. really regimented. And you got it. treated like every month. Yeah, yeah. So I I think my. Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna try it? Are you gonna be a glazed donut with me? Yeah. I, I, I'm like your worst client because it's like I don't want to deal with the purging because well, I, I purge not. from everything. Well, I, I, not everybody will purge from that. 
You, the, I if believe anything, you. If anything, you would purge because you're stopping mm -hmm. stuff that you shouldn't be using. Yeah, exactly. That, I'm not saying that it'll be that yeah. that causes me to purge, but it's like if I don't use my well, stuff for like two into days. Lean into it. So it'd be like stupid for him to do. Like if he's like not ready to like do a wash off, if he's like, I just want to use my benzoyl peroxide and then can I put biojuve on top? Like, I mean, I guess it's better than not doing it at all. Well, that's why or my question was. Or is it like was... really like just doing this and stupid? Well, well, that's why my question was if I use biojuve in the morning... And then it's on there I all use it day. morning and night. You and can. then at night, I use my leave-on. Like, does it still have... As long as you don't mind having the glow, because uh, some men don't like the glow. Some men like oh, more I, matte. I love the glow. Well, then you would... We yeah, live for the glow. Then the daytime we, would be good. Yeah. We, like, fight, fiend, love the glow. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah, you could you could do it in the morning as well if you want to use your, your BPO at night. And then I'm wondering, so I could still see benefits from that. I think so. As Especially long as you don't put I it on the same time. It, if I reapply it every yeah, morning. Yeah, you're just like basically giving birth to your zygrobes in the morning and then you're just murdering your kids at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, it, but, but will they what, still do what they're supposed to do? They will do because remember, okay. the reason why I put them on at night is because that's eight hours where you're not doing anything else to your skin. You're yeah. just mm -hmm. sleeping. Yeah. Um, you're not exposed to UV. You're not anything. Um, the zygrobes are at, the, they just got home. They moved in. Yeah. They're like making their decor. They're putting their yeah. lamps up with yeah. their polypeptides and all the things. Yeah, I call it microbioforming. Yeah. Um, because it's like terraforming in the yeah. science fiction so called microbioforming. And um, I think that at night, it's the best time to allow that to happen because yeah. um, it's just like we heal at night and such. Mm -hmm. um, but during the day, it's also going to be beneficial for people that well, want to Well, he sleeps during the day, so it'd be kind of good because at oh, nighttime really? he works. Oh. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. Like I do my nighttime routine while I'm awake and then I'll do okay. my morning routine because, like, that I mean, you're not, sense, supposed, you're not supposed to wear retinol or benzoyl in the sun. And so I literally go to work at, like, midnight. So, so he does his night routine to go to work because it's dark out. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, why don't you just start? What I tell people is start with BioJuve one day a week. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, do it two days a week non-consecutive. Okay. And the next week, do it three days non-consecutive. And then just until you've completely switched over. Mm -hmm. And I think you will um, then report back whether or not you okay. feel like it's done what it needs to do. Okay. I'm excited for you. I love it. Lance loves it. Yeah, but you guys both have beautiful skin naturally. Lance well, does not have beautiful skin. Yes, he does. He's red. He has he underlying has, redness, but that's it. He has redness. He has dryness. He has large pores. Her, well, her husband has really. You regardless, have. yeah, I have. He has very um, nice skin. I know. They're like twins, and I'm so mad. We'll have to go to dinner another time and get a picture of you guys together. Sure. He has he has tighter curls than I do, but you both that's have. Okay. Curls. I love it. I think yep. it's beautiful. But yeah, so I, I think I would recommend it for, for you for sure. I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that are apprehensive to switch because they've finally got some some control mm -hmm. over something and they're they're just apprehensive. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if that's where you want to stay the rest of your life, yeah, then just, that's fine. Yeah, but no. if you want to try to get some balance back, you know. Yeah. And I'm also just asking because I'm kind of like a sample patient because especially for her clientele, it's like a lot of, acne yeah like, but or, the thing is you can the thing that i'm happy about with my patients and with biojuve is that they can do literally i think the only thing that's really detrimental here what we're talking about is the hypochlorous acid if not you as, mix it and yeah. the um benzoyl peroxide because mm. those what are things what about mandelic acid no mandelic acid would, would be fine okay. the thing is like i wouldn't put it on the face yeah. like on top of the zygrobes but no. like as a wash or something it's going to do something similar to bpo but it's not going to be oxidative damage if yeah. anything mandelic is um more antioxidant okay um there's other acids as well that are uh like cinnamic acid and glutamic acid and i think it's glutamic acid 
no, no, it's P-cumeric acid mm. um, that are um, antioxidant, but they also reduce the overall bio burden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the thing is, you got to think of it as once they're engrafted, it's not like they're just free floating where they built those biofilms. And unless you're really scrubbing and exfoliating and sucking stuff out, yeah. you're not going to harm most of your zygrobes. It's just going to be the surface. That's why you can use your retinoids with it. It's okay. Yeah. So you can use your like Alto Advanced. You can use your Eventone. You can use your Alpharet. And then okay. when you put them on top, you're good. So it really is like the BPO. And like you said, the hypochlorous acid, it's, I mean, the hypochlorous acid's not going that deep. It's not going into the pores. It's just mm-hmm. staying on top of the skin. So that's why... I think that would still be okay and not counterintuitive, correct? Right. And with BPO, I'd say a wash is always going to be better for the micro, microbiome and the biome in general than a mm-hmm. leave-on because you just you don't really need that oxidative damage long. But you it wouldn't kill all of them. You don't, I know you it haven't done like any them, no. like petri dish, petri dish studies of like what's happening, but I mean, you're we smart have. enough. Oh, you have. We have with benzoyl peroxide because okay. my company actually... Sells Panoxyl. That's the, I didn't that's know our that. brand. Of, Crown does. Yeah, Crown owns and sells Panoxyl. Learn something new. Uh, we bought it from a company in GSK, um, but we. So you know, I uh, think of it as something that is acutely very beneficial to reset. But um, we're in our R and D department going towards the other types of acids that are actually less oxidative damage, and we think the next generation of Panoxyl will be not BPO or maybe a mixture of BPO. Oh wow. But the thing is, we do see that you only need about 60 seconds for a 4% solution of BPO to kill as much as you need mm-hmm. uh, on the surface. And so after that, it's like genocide. It's just overkill. Yeah. And it just causes more irritation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, dryness and all that. Yeah. And so that's why I, I, I think maybe for like spot treatments, you could use a BPO, mm-hmm. but... If you I mean, remember, it wrecks my skin. I'm highly allergic to benzoyl peroxide, but I, I just like nicely, like if I have a big sister, like this guy here, like it literally like I killed it with, you know, spot treating with it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it works. It's just, I think, you know, there's other ways, of course, like you said. There are other ways. And and frankly, it's all about what is causing the acne because different things can cause acne. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, again. I wish our skin could talk to us. <laughs> it's just crazy because everyone's skin is so different. It is, because, but it isn't. I mean, you know, yeah, it is. I just think how, like, how it reacts to different things. Sure, but you got to remember, that's why it's the holobiont philosophy. The reason why we're so different, yes, there's it's genetics of what involved, we're exposed to. But it's also like, what do we eat? Yeah. How much do we sleep? You know, when we live in, we basically hermetically seal ourselves in our houses mm-hmm. and things grow in there that are not natural for our environment yeah. because we're not made to live in our hermetically sealed, mm-hmm. you know, places. Mm-hmm. And so um, everybody's going to have a slightly different experience because of mm-hmm. just who they are mm-hmm. and their daily lives. It's why when um, people get married and stuff and they start cohabitating, they oh, can Oh, I remember you change. teling me this, my microbiome. Lance's Your microbiome mi- changes. Yeah, because, because of Lance's microbiome. You kind of merge, you know. Yeah, my skin honestly did get worse when we got married. Well, and then now it's gotten better. And so his has gotten better apparently true, too. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, it's all about just realizing that uh, it's constantly in flux based on your habits. Yeah. And so habits are just as important as topicals. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I love that. So yeah. So for everyone listening to this, that's worried about, oh my God, do I have to stop my alpharet? You can use everything together. You're good. I think really what we nailed, I think we talked about it probably the whole episode, pencil peroxide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just to, you know, be mindful of it. But I think one of the things that you said really stuck with me is it's better to do it than not do it at all with BioJuve. Yeah, because you want the right strains. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you never, but the thing is the right strains have to have the right environment. So you need to make sure whatever you're using or doing is conducive to the biome balance. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so 
That's why you have to make sure you, whatever you use, you understand how it works, mm-hmm. why you're using it, and so that you can, you know, plan for that. So, for instance, mm-hmm. with the uh, retinoids and any other actives that you might want to use, if you put your BioJuve on first, BioJuve, once the water flashes off, because you need to emulsify it very well to make sure you wake up yeah. those Zycrobs because they're crystallized. I'm doing two pumps, five sprays because I do like face, neck, chest. Is that good? That's fine. I would actually do more sprays. Really? I err on the side of more spray because you want to make sure you emulsify and get Mm -hmm. that water into there. But once the water flashes off, you're left with the live Zycrobs feasting on these lipids that Mm -hmm. you just put on your skin. And so it'll sink in. So you have a nice lipid barrier there. So Mm -hmm. if you put anything on over that's water soluble, it's not going to... That's why you want to do it last. Yeah. So you'd want to put that on because really the biggest thing you want to do is just make sure the zygrobes are happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you you put on whatever you need to. Hopefully there's nothing antimicrobial in that topical. And then you put on your zygrobes and it'll just be in this layer of really rich rich lipid and then start to multiply because there's an arabinose, which Mm -hmm. turns on the genetic switch. And then it will start pushing down into the pores. I love that. Okay, next question for you. I know when we're wrapping it up, but the spray. What is in the spray? So I know obviously the zycrobes are in the actual serum. Uh So what is like the ingredients in the spray for people that want to know? The spray is mostly water because Mm -hmm. um, the zycrobes, the way that we keep them shelf stable Mm -hmm. at room temperature for such a long time is we actually freeze dry them in a a proprietary way. So it's kind of like... Anybody who's a Star Wars fan knows when, like, um, what's his face? Han Solo got yeah. uh, freeze-dried into that carbonite or whatever. Um, basically, it's the same idea so that their metabolism shuts off completely, but they're sustained. And when you rehydrate them, they basically come back to life. So it's kind of like, you know, when I was in wilderness, they gave us, like, dehydrated beans, and then we put them in water. Did they come back to life? Well, seeds actually are no, able beans. To- Beans? Like de- yeah, they fed us bad. Dehydrated beans. and they, well, yeah. They put the beans and then they turn into beans. Bean sprouts? No, like, no, like, they would literally oh, give us, like, dehydrate, like, oh, astronaut yeah. Yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. And then you, like, rehydrate it and then it's, like, No, no, they know. do that with meat and stuff, too. Yeah. But the thing is, if the bean, if you planted the bean and it sprouted, that would be this, oh, the this right analogy. Right. Okay. Because it has to still be alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, those so beans were dead. Yeah. <laughs> so they do that. Like, for instance, seeds, a lot of times you get those peas and you can okay. plant them because they're desiccated. Because seeds have a way to uh, preserve their genetics by even through desiccation. Wow. Um, and so some bacteria do as well. And so uh, basically we freeze dry them. So there's, if you feel really carefully, you can feel there's like little crystals in it. And that's why you spray it because you have to dissolve those crystals. Uh-huh. But water and oil don't mix. Mm-hmm. So to get to the crystals in that oil base, you have to have an emulsifier in the mm-hmm. in the spray as well. And then there's an arabinose sugar, which is the sugar that is a, like a key that nothing else eats it on the skin. It is legitimately a prebiotic wow. because um, it cannot be eaten by any other things on the skin. Only the zygrobes eat it. And, it, and as long as there's a, a arabinose, the zygrobes will... Uh, reproduce. Okay. But once the arabinose is consumed, they stop reproducing. All they do is metabolize. Wow. wow. I love that. And so it's a dosage control type of thing. So do you think the um, support serum in the morning is like an absolute must have? Or do you think people can get away with just doing cleanser and the do well? In the morning? Mm-hmm. Well, for like, do you think they like have oh, to night. have that in the morning? The- they don't have to. The reason why, like in the morning, I don't wash my face. I just, mm-hmm. I yeah. rinse it with water and then pat dry because I just don't want to get all the my zygrobes off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, if you do that, there, you shouldn't really have a need um, to put in, to put anything else on. But we made that morning product because we wanted to have something for people that are addicted to washing their faces in the morning. And so that they could say, okay, I just eradicated the environment that was that my microbes made overnight. 
So let me put it back on. Mm-hmm. Are, there, are there any living um, in that serum or no? No, no. There's it's not, just the it's film. Just, it's the ferment. To help with it's the what's ferment. already in the skin. Yeah, it's the ferment that uh, the bacteria, uh, the C. acnes or the zygrobes grow in the when we manufacture mm-hmm. them. And then we filter out some of the small molecules and then we put a film former so that after you put that on, you can put anything else on you want, like makeup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, any preservative system won't have as much effect on okay. your your microbes. So for me, like if I'm washing my face in the morning, I'm doing my, you know, CBD toner, I'm doing my vitamin C, my pigment inhibitor, and then I put that on and then I can do my sunscreen, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the way you'd do it? I would, yeah. Okay. Um, anything active you'd want to put on first. first, otherwise it's not going to really go. get through. Okay, perfect. I think that answers my questions. Do you have any other questions for him, Tyler? No, I'm okay. I like feel like my brain needs a nap. Yeah. I think my brain always needs a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I know. You are so amazing. We're so honored yeah, to have you, you here. So much. You're well, seriously the me. best. And yeah, do you have any closing thoughts for anybody? Um, no, but uh, I guess I would just say, let's see if we can help everybody reboot their biomes. Yeah. Okay, wait, I forgot. I have one last question. If you had to say one ingredient contributes to the blueberry muffin smell, what is your hypothesis. What do you think it is? It smells so good. I want to eat my hands. Uh, I think my cat it, was trying to lick my face off this morning. <laughs> my dog likes it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a combination of the olive and the actual ferment from the zygrobes, mm-hmm. which is actually in by itself smells a little bit like gym socks. Yeah. So I think the combination together smells good. Yeah. That's Because you were saying like the first um, batch that you made, right? Didn't People were like, it smells awful. They didn't say it smelled awful. They just smelled... It just smelled gamey, you know, yeah. a little bit because it's a living. The thing is, yeah. the things that we secrete and the bacteria secrete are not delicious, delicious smelling. <laughs> it's just they do them in such small amounts that yeah. we don't tend to notice them. But um, when you concentrate it, you notice it. Yeah. <laughs> so the olive, did you put the olive in there just to help kind of with the blow of the smell or was it just what is it in there for? The It's an oil. It's an ester based oil uh, from derived from olive. Um, mm. And that's so that it could basically be a biome in a bottle because mm. it, it's a food source for the microbes. Nice. And it okay. also um, is very important to keep them away from moisture before mm-hmm. you're ready to use them. So you had to, had to be completely lipid. Yeah. Um, and so that was the one we felt was the best for the skin. That's amazing. Yeah, because you're saying some people think it smells like Red Bull. And then yeah. what was the other one? Uh, I don't know what the other one was, but I, I've heard somebody say Red Bull. I think it smells like olives. You smell but, olives. But now that you've said it, I've, I think now you got it in my mind that I smell blueberries. <laughs> it smells so good. I think, you know, life's what you make it. You yeah. can gaslight yourself into smelling anything. A yeah, way. I mean, all I know is it, it to me, it's... I just know that I'm doing something good for my skin. So I didn't care if it smelled or not. I know. But you know what's so silly is that like even if you tell customers like it's going to do all these amazing things. You know what sells? It smells like blueberry muffins. Right. And then people are like, okay, now I want it. Yeah. It's so silly how people are. I lecture about this. And I'm like the first thing people do when they get uh, a topical is they smell it. Yeah. And then they put it in and see how it feels. None of them really think about oh what the ingredients are no. or whether it does. Yeah. No, that's all that they really look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we wonder why we as a first world nation have some of the worst skin in the world. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what we do. We're like, what does it smell like? What does it feel like? Yeah. And that's all we care about. Yeah. It's same as junk food. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's I was thinking about that the other day because I like love, obviously, don't kill me, my hot Cheetos. But it's like I wish <laughs> they wouldn't make them red, but hey, they make the them red. Vices. Because they're so appealing. It's like they don't uh, need to be red. Yeah. It's the same with soaps. You don't need the yeah. bubbles and soap. They actually yeah. found years ago that surfactants like that, actually, the things that cause it to set up, do not contribute to the cleaning 
ability and it irritates the skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But psychologically, we've been attuned that if it's not lathering, it's not yeah. working. Yep. Yeah. So they put it back in. And that's why they make like kids cereal so brightly colored. Exactly. It's like, you don't need Fruit Loops to be that color. Yeah, I've said this about like uh, um, like sodas and stuff. Remember? Yeah. I don't, you don't remember because this was in the 80s, but um, they made a crystal Pepsi, I believe. Mm. And it was completely clear. Okay, I feel like I've seen that on like nostalgic I'm sure like, Instagram you have. pages. It lasted very briefly because psychologically people just... Want that brown. They, they were not accustomed to yeah. a clear soda. And so it failed miserably. But the thing is, I constantly am like, why in my electrolytes do so you have to put this dye in there? I just, yeah. all I want is the electrolytes mm-hmm. and maybe some like ascorbic acid to make it flavored a little bit. Yeah. And yet they put this dye in there and it's yeah. like, why? The reason is because some focus group somewhere said, well, if it's purple, it tastes like great. But if it's not purple, it doesn't taste like great. Mm-hmm. And so they decided. And it's they like had a mind a, thing. For it's sure. a definitely a mind thing. That's crazy. And yeah. so we That's are why we're kind of fucked as a society. <laughs> <laughs> until we wise, until we wise up. But as long as consumers consume, I know people I will make find, it. I need them to make a friend at the Cheeto factory and have them give me like the hot Cheetos before they put the red forty <laughs> in them. I I gotta say I do like the texture of Cheetos. I don't partake of them myself, but I have always liked the crunchiness, yeah. the texture of Cheetos. She loves them. I, I don't like that's anything That's like my bane of my, ex- I know. Yeah. He was like, that, as I was like downing my queso at dinner, he was like telling me all these nasty things about dairy. And yeah. I was just like. I, that's a whole other episode of podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. So. We'll have to have you back for that one. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I know everyone's going to just love this episode. And for anyone listening, if you want BioJuve, it is on our website, ready to order. So yeah, let's get your biome back in order. Yeah, and you talk about this and his book a, a lot more too. But also, he has a podcast, right? Yeah, he has a podcast. You can check yeah. out and Beauty and the Bacteria, which is a ten-part series that really goes into depth about the skin biome. Mm-hmm. What's the name of your podcast? The Skin Science Podcast with Dr. Thomas Hitchcock. I love it. Maybe one day I'll get invited. Sure, we'll have you the next one. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> okay, I'd love to. All right, guys, happy Monday. We hope you learned lots um, and have a good day. Yeah. And we like you. We yeah, like you. Bye, we, love, we love you. He likes you, but that's okay. All right, bye. Bye.